Welcome to Beating Cancer Daily. Beating stage four cancer for 30 years still takes my breath away every time I say it. I'm Saren, founder of the Comedy Cures Foundation, and I hope you'll join me for just a few minutes daily for the next 365 days so we may laugh, learn, maybe cry a little as we live our best days beating cancer daily together. I hope you've been following this conversation that comedian Missy Hall and I have been having over the past few months. I really hope you have. If you haven't, I want you to enjoy today and then go back to the beginning and follow the whole conversation path that I've had with Missy from when she was diagnosed until today. And you will learn so much about the human spirit, about resilience, and about comic perspective. Because Missy and I always seem to touch on that even though we're actually going through her cancer journey together. If you're new to Beating Cancer Daily, I am a stage four cancer survivor with no visible disease, misdiagnosed 30 years ago, and then finally diagnosed 24 years ago, and then told to get my affairs in order, and then that I had no visible disease several years later after they told me to get my affairs in order, there was nothing more that the medical world could do for me. So I consider myself a walking miracle and that I get to do this podcast as a miracle and that I get to speak all over the world, whether it's the NIH or at major cancer centers or corporations. I really feel blessed. And Missy and I were having a conversation about how blessed we both feel and how we both are faith-filled people, still comedians, but that we still fall apart. So how does this all work? The funny, the faith, and falling apart. And so the I want- <laughs> The three apps. So I want to <laughs> invite back to Beating Cancer Daily, comedian Missy Hall for this conversation. Hello. I'm so grateful to be back. Thank you. Thank you so much. Missy, just really quickly recap where you are in your cancer journey, and then let's dive into this conversation. Sure. I am post-radiation and experiencing some of the post-radiation symptoms. And I just three days ago began the medication that I will be taking for the next five to 10 years. So I think I my understanding is that I'm at the part that now we're doing the parts that hope the cancer stays away, right? Like they've taken the cancer out and now we're just trying to make my body inhospitable for it to come back. Okay. So thank you for sharing that. And if you were listening from the beginning, listen to Missy talk about her cancer with a sense of calm. Whereas when we first started, She had a lot of emotion and it was very overwhelming. So this evolution of processing this new stage, but as we said, 
we do fall apart about it sometimes. So Missy, when do you find that that happens? I find that it happens when I when I see my grandson and when I think of the possibilities and when I make the mistake of going too far down the path of, you know, this can come back and cells are microscopic and all of the things that all of us on the cancer journey are terrified of. That chatter um, in your head that can yes. just grab onto you and be like, na, 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 Oh my gosh, that is incessant and it can take over and rob your joy. And I would love to hear what strategies you do because I think Beating Cancer Daily has so many episodes on strategies that I came up with so that that conversation didn't override my life and that I was much more having playful, joyful, hopeful conversations. But I always love to learn new strategies. Do you have any strategies that you do to stop that discursive mind from negatively rolling in your brain? What I've just started doing is, first of all, I will allow myself to cry for a little while. That's the pity party. That's one of the first episodes. Yeah, exactly. The pity party of like, oh, everything just feels different. Everything's feel different. And I'm sad that everything feels different. Sometimes when I when those thoughts become truly overwhelming, I will envision a big giant door in my head, like a big like you'd see in an old castle or something. And I'm picturing bad thoughts and cancer cells and just yucky stuff on the other side of that door. And I'll just slam it as hard as I can and like shut a lock on it. That's a really visceral visualization. And we do have a two-part episode on visualization. If you really don't know what Missy and I are talking about, about visualization. So you should definitely go listen to that. And then I actually do an episode where we do visualization together. And episode one is 2020 cancer-free vision. So these are all good resources, but Missy, I love that visualization of pushing those thoughts out a door and I can hear it's a heavy door, a really solid door. (laughs) And you really have one of those like medieval locks Yes. Yes. I got you. Yeah. And a lot of times when people hear me on stage joking about some of the things that have happened, or when they see me just being positive and happy, I'll have people reach out to me and be like, I don't understand how you're doing that. And I was like, what you have to understand is the other stuff coexists, you know, I have a great faith that I am being supported and carried through this. I'm also having a very human experience of feeling either sad or scared. And the two don't cancel each other out. And it's important, I feel like, for somebody who's seeing me laugh and be happy and peaceful going, I could never feel that way. It's like, no. I do the other stuff too. I will lay and I will cry and I will eat some ice cream and be like, oh my gosh, is this going to bring it all back? You know, it, it just, I do that too. But what I have been slowly learning to do is slam that door 
more and more and make a beeline to consciously make my thoughts and emotions go another way after I get it out of my system. And my husband's gotten really sweet about it too. He understands like I came into the living room just yesterday. I was sitting on the couch crying. No apparent reason. Like it just happened. And he looked at me and he's like, do you want to talk about it or do you need to just cry? And I'm like, this is a just cry moment. And sure enough, I let that happen. And then I could get back, you know, so I also learning to hold some space for those emotions too. Yeah. It's really powerful that you say what you're saying. We actually have a caregiver episode called the three H's that I think it's really important. It's very much what you and your husband did in that exchange was, you know, did you want to be helped? Did you want to be hugged? Did you just want to be heard? Do you want someone to solve something for you? Do you want them to actually just listen to you? Or do you want no words and just to be hugged? So that strategy is so powerful. I wanted to share with you two things that I do very consciously. And I this isn't only a faith-based episode, but I have found that if I practice my particular faith every day, that when those moments hit of doubt or pain or insecurity or fear, because I have practiced my faith on a regular basis throughout each day, my fall downward is much less deep and my ability to bounce back is much faster. So that's just a method that I have used. And it's very similar and reflective of how I use comedy. It's the same thing. And that's why I started the Comedy Cures Foundation from my chemo chair, my first chemo treatment in 1999, because I realized that the same way that I was using my faith was the same way that I could use my comic perspective. And they're both like working out at a gym. You don't pick up a 300-pound weight the first day, right? So you don't all of a sudden become a super religious person or try to go on stage and do an hour of comedy. You really just work at both little by little every day. And then all of a sudden, when you need it, When those moments are there where the world just seems so big, whether it's related to cancer or not, those things are there to kind of lift you up and elevate you out of that really sad funk. And I don't care what religion you practice or interested in, it can all be used. And it doesn't even have to be organized religion. It's just faith, as you were saying. Yeah, I agree. My faith is a relationship with what I see as God. It's not religion-based. And God's for everybody. Faith is for everybody, however it works for you. And it's interesting because it, for me, does work the same way as comedy. When I really dive into it, I feel better. I really do feel better. Have you ever not wanted to go on stage And what strategy did you use to get yourself in the mindset to walk on stage, whether that was before you started on this cancer journey or while you were on this cancer journey? There was a show just, I was very, I was tired and I was like, I hope I have the energy. And 
what I do, I honestly will say a prayer. I'm like, God, give me the words. Even if it's the F word, just give me the word. You know, some of my comedy, even if it's not a clean show, I still will be having this inner dialogue with my faith. Like, okay, the words are going to come. The words are going to come that these people are going to laugh at and that are going to do it. And the energy will be here. And so far, that's always worked. That has always worked. I love that because I have a similar statement that I say in my head before I walk on stage. Neither one of us use scripts or note cards or anything. And I literally just stand on the side of the stage and say, you left me here against such great odds. You wouldn't have me walking on the stage if you didn't want me to be here. So just fill my mouth with the words that each and every individual here needs to hear. And that's it. I just go out and do my thing. And so far we haven't lost an audience yet. (laughs) Exactly. So far, no, nobody's been sued. Nobody's thrown anything at me and nobody's, (laughs) you know, but, but I do, I believe that very strongly that when, when part of your calling is to be a speaker, to be a comedian, to do all of those things. If you accept in your heart that that's what you're here for. Like you said, you've made it. So I'm still here. So now give me the words, give me the words that I'm going to need. And that part has been beautiful. I want to add one more thing. I would, cause I was really thinking about when I do feel like the world is too big, you know, when that happens. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't happen to me often because I have a lot of faith that I'm supposed to be doing what I'm doing every day. But some days you just get sideswiped right and left and you're like, whoa, what's going on here? When I have that pity party for myself, I literally set a time limit. And if it's a little pity party that I do every day, it's, you know, one to five minutes, like at most 10 minutes, I usually don't even do them that long anymore. But when it's something that I really have to process, that's so monumental, I will give myself a day or a half a day. And I will really go deep into everything about that issue that's stopping me or causing me pain. And then I literally end it when I say I'm going to end it, take my action plan and move on. And I think it really surprises my husband that I am that focused on letting the thing go and moving forward. And that's really saved me, especially with all the bad news that I got during my cancer treatments. And that's beautiful because that feels really good for me to hear because you're so far ahead of me in this journey because I still get, I'm kind of sideswiped like, oh, I'm fine. Oh dear, I'm crying, you know? And I like thinking of that, like, okay, let's, let's see how this goes for the rest of the day. And I'm getting a lot of grace from the people in my life because everyone knows what I'm going through. So that there's also some beauty in that when you are in treatment and in the thick of it, nobody's expecting brilliance every day, which is lovely. But I love thinking about that going forward. If I've got a day where I've told myself I'm going to write something amazing and all I can do is not write something amazing, 
be like, okay, well, we'll end this at 5 p.m. and then you'll have dinner and then you'll do something. I like that very much. That's very helpful. Be so kind to you. That's the best advice I can give anyone who's on active treatment or coming through into survivorship or in hospice. Just be so kind to you. This is all about self-care. You don't have to be a hero and not take care of yourself here. It's really about self-care. Missy, have you thought of anything funny about your faith? Because you are using your faith to get through this. Have you had any funny conversations with your creator? Yes. It's so funny because I've been like, you know what, God, you gave me very large breasts my whole adult life. Getting dressed has always been difficult because the bottom half and the top half didn't match. And I was like, thank you for making me need the smaller boobs. Like that is a kind thing that God, you could look back and think, you know what? Those were too much for her neck and her back. You know what? I'm like, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And I wanted to go the reverse. But they told me I had breast cancer. I was like, fire him up, Dolly Parton. (laughs) Go, let me have them. And they wouldn't do it. And I was so sad. I said, I have the perfect excuse to have major yabos now. And they would not do it. And now they won't do it because I've had so much surgery. I'm so. You got cheated. You got (laughs) cheated. I mean, crooked nipples and all. These are far more manageable. And I have been like, God, thank you. And then also (laughs) when I was looking at the medication side effects, I was like, okay, God, here's a list here. I pick these two over all the other ones. So (laughs) how about we do that one? Let's do that one and let's not have the chronic diarrhea. Like let's skip that. <laughs> I feel like there's been enough. I yeah. have I have to let you go because you have to do a live oh, show. Yes. But yes. I have to tell you that Missy just gave us comic perspective. She does it every time we chat and it's just so spontaneous. You're so brilliant. She lets us inside of the way her brain takes something that could be so traumatic and so painful and so depressing. And just in a moment's notice, she shows us her resilience and her comic brilliance. So Missy, thank you so much. You have to promise that you're going to come back to Beating Cancer Daily and continue this journey with us. I I would be honored to. And thank you so, so much for having me back. If you would like to know more about Missy Hall, go to the comedycures.org website, hit the record button and let us know what you're thinking comedically and ask for Missy's contact information. We will send you her signature. We get lots of requests or go to the contact menu and write to us and we will forward all the information. We would love for you to see Missy's social media and also her live show that she does with her husband. So have a blessed day and I'll see you tomorrow. If you loved today's episode, then tell the world. Why? Because Beating Cancer Daily and our membership circle 
are both a listener and donor supported experience. So the more people you tell and the more people that join us, the more robust and interesting programs our nonprofit, the Comedy Cures Foundation, can bring to you throughout the year. I really want you to go to comedycures.org. And of course, I always want you to make a donation. It's tax deductible to the extent allowed by law. But what's super exciting is not only can you laugh and explore the comedy there, you can look at our membership levels and find the one that's great for you. And if you're feeling a little bit generous, gift one to a chemo brother or sister or to a caregiver that you just want to help them improve the quality of their day. Thanks so much. See you tomorrow. Guess what time it is? It's time for me to read the disclaimer. Beating Cancer Daily and the Membership Circle are not in lieu of medical advice or treatment. They are for entertainment purposes only. Please consult your healthcare team to review your best strategy. Thanks for listening.